Hey everybody, welcome back to Draco's Den. This episode today is a follow-up on the episode from a few days ago where I spoke about how I deal with my own toxic family members. This one I have an interview from uh, with my god sister, Kia, um, who will be talking about her own experiences dealing with her toxic family members and how... Um, how she experiences it and how she deals with it at this point. We are somewhat similar in the way we deal with our toxic family members, but somewhat different. Before I go ahead and bring her on and um, play this discussion that she and I had, I'm just going to point out a couple things. Um, when I do these shows, I do them sometimes for fun, sometimes for information, Sometimes as a kind of therapeutic um, treatment for myself or for others. That being said, anyone that comes on my show speaks their truth as they see it. And I speak my truth as I see it. That truth may not always be comfortable for people that know me personally. That truth may not be comfortable for them because they don't want to admit that truth. That It may not be what they consider to be the truth, but it is the truth to me and it is the truth to whoever I'm speaking with on the show. I'm throwing that addendum up because I don't know how much certain people that I know listen to the show, but... If you're mentioned in the show and you have a problem with the fact that um, you were mentioned or the fact or the way in which you were portrayed, number one, I portrayed you truthfully, so I kind of don't care. But that being said, just be warned. If you are a part of my life in any way, shape, or form, I may speak about you. I may code your name. I may say your name outright. If you were part of my life before and I don't speak to you anymore, I'm definitely going to use your first name and I don't care. These shows that I do when I'm talking about serious topics, you know, the things that I'm talking about when I'm talking about trauma, when I'm talking about dealing with my children, talking about dealing with toxic family members, these are things that are personal to me and personal to my guests. Our views are our views. Our experiences are our experiences. We are sharing the experiences because sometimes it's therapeutic and sometimes, you know, somebody listening, it may help them to hear that someone else has gone through a somewhat similar situation and see how we handle it. Now, am I, you know, saying that the way that I handle, you know, my toxic family members is absolutely the one and only way to go? No. I'm simply sharing how I deal with my experiences and my relations that are toxic in nature that don't need to be around me. And the same can be said for my guy sister who's getting interviewed today. Some people that I know don't like to admit to their own past transgressions, and that sounds like a personal problem to me. But this discussion between my sister and I is what we've experienced with and keep in mind she's my god sister we're not biologically related but we have known each other long enough to be family so we have had experiences she knows my experiences with my family i know her experiences with hers i've had experiences with hers so we're speaking from experience and if that makes anyone uncomfortable it must suck to be you that is pretty much the only warning that i'm going to give as far as this is concerned because i am not offended by anything that I heard because what I heard was the truth. And the truth to me is very healing. 
It may not be comfortable to go through that process. It may not be comfortable to realize the way that you have portrayed yourself to other people or the things that you've done to them or the, the way that people interpret what you have done to them. But that's not our concern here. Our concern is in speaking the truth and, you know, venting, getting that off our chest and as and working our way through these issues. So I want people to keep that in mind as you listen to this show and you listen to these deeply personal topics. Not everyone is going to agree with me. Not everyone is going to agree with my guests. Not everyone is going to like what we have to say, especially if they know us personally and they feel a different type of way about the situation. We spoke from our own experiences. I'm going to continue to speak from our from my own experiences when I do these types of topics. And my experiences are what they are. And I don't apologize for speaking my truth at any point in time. I don't apologize for the last show speaking on the toxic people that I was uh, born into a family with. I don't apologize for, you know, being real about my relationships with people that I am related to, regardless of whether that's my grandparents, my uncles, my father, whoever it is. I speak truth. If you don't like that truth at this point in time, it's probably because the truth just hurts for you. And that's not my problem to deal with. I wanted to give that warning before I go into this topic, just because I know some people may have felt some type of way when they listen to me speaking alone on this topic. And some people might feel some type of way after they hear the discussion between me and her. At this point, it is what it is. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go into our discussion. I'm going to bring her on and we're going to have our type of discussion. And that's what it is at this point. Howdy. Hey. All right, good. Sounds good. Cool, cool. Did you say howdy? <laughs> Look, motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> Let's not act like we don't know God, how to talk. Like Look, motherfucker, you said howdy, bro. <laughs> Hi, y'all. I'm Kia. I'm, <laughs> I'm Draco's sister. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now, now that we got that out of the way, so I guess this topic, this this time around, it, it, we talking to toxic family members, right? Yeah. So I did a long-winded ass rant the other day. <laughs> I, I heard that. I heard that. Yeah. So this this one, uh, this one's kind of on you. You get to share your side on on your experiences with toxic family members, and I'll just chime in and say random shit as I feel like it. Well, I mean, I have a lot of toxic ass family members. Um, and I always had the issue with where they be like, well, you know, well, it's still your family. Fuck them motherfuckers. And I say that with the utmost disdain because you and I both know with everything that I've been through, especially with having my child, mm-hmm. my side of my, my mom's side of the family is one of the most toxic people you could ever fucking find. Yeah. And the shit's ridiculous. It was to that point where I got up out the city and they still tried to keep keep my kid from leaving with me. 
<sighs> which probably would have been dead her. I mean, don't you agree? Um, I mean, her staying here honestly wouldn't have been the greatest thing in the world. Like, she would have been surrounded by family that cares, sure, but it's fucking St. Louis. <laughs> so, I mean, with all that we have going on here and, you know, two and three, four shootings every day, do we really want her to be stuck here? And is it was it ever really the best idea to necessarily separate y'all? I never felt that it was. And I only looked at it at the time, like as long as my niece is not saying that she had a problem with leaving because they all had something to say. So I had a separate discussion by myself away from them with my niece and asked, you know, or or do you want to go to Arizona with your mother or do you want to remain here? If you want to remain here, say so. I'll speak with your mom and, you know, we'll work that out. But if you want to go with your mom, no one here can really stop you anyway. Exactly. My niece told me clearly, she said, I want to go with my mom. Okay. To me, that was the end of the discussion. Why are we asking anymore? Why are we trying to prolong it? And I say this knowing full damn well at the time you and I weren't uh, speaking on regular, but at the end of the day, you birthed her and you made a choice to move up there. And frankly, you're pretty much doing better up there than you were doing here. So I looked at it like as long as there were no safety concerns, why are we bitching and complaining just because y'all aren't happy that she made a move to Arizona? And no, did I want to be that far away from my niece? No, I've been in her life too damn long. However, she needs to go where her mom is unless her mom has lost her ever-loving fucking mind, which I didn't feel you had done at the time. Exactly. Hell, I still ain't. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. It ain't there, but I ain't lost <laughs> I know where I put I mean, it. It just ain't in the right spot. I know where I put it at, though. It, it's it's safe. It's a safekeeping. I can unhand it when I need to. But, I mean, be honest, her being in Arizona is actually better for her. You know, she was getting bullied. So even though her grades were good, she was still getting bullied. And the funny part for for me was that they kept that part from me. As far as her getting bullied or whatever, they didn't mention that when they were trying to argue to keep her here. I didn't hear anything about that. I didn't know anything about the bullying until she was gone. Which is probably because my niece understood that I would go to prison gladly. For beating other people's children. I did you know, all of my children, her included, understand I fight kids. Exactly. So had she told me Uncle Brandon was going to the school and was gonna start smacking kids left and right once I figured out who the problem children were. So I didn't hear about this until after she was gone. And lucky for her, it's been too long to really deal with it. Otherwise, I'd still go up there and smack a few kids. My thing is, why would y'all want her to stay in it? She got out here and accepted, but because you don't like the fact of I let her live a life instead of treating her like my mama treated me. The more you shelter a child that's that has a wild streak, the more they're gonna rebel. Compromise with that child, 
they might actually listen. She wants something. If I say no, she knows it's a reason. I explain my reason. If it's something that, like tattoos, she wanted a tattoo. I gave stipulations. I was kind of mad that she, you know, she exceeded those stipulations because I didn't want to shell out $180, but still. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the fact of, <laughs> that, you know, I didn't want to get the tattoo. It was, I didn't, I didn't really want to shell out that $180 at that time because I was a little broke, but I made a promise, so I kept it. But for me to tell her, you have to get this grade point average. You have to do this. You have to do that. So when I say that, I mean that shit. So it's like, okay, I figured out with my child, she's that child that's going to do what she has to do and ask for forgiveness. But if she tells me, like when she said she wanted her nose ring, she told me she wanted a nose ring when we were still in St. Louis. And I told her, I said, if you want this, at this age, this grade point average, this behavior, we'll do it. On her 13th birthday, she came to me and said, I got all A's and one B. I haven't been in trouble. I've only been grounded twice this year. Can I have my nose ring? What the hell else can I say? No? I mean... They had bigger problems with any of the things that she's had than I did. I didn't give a shit about the nose ring. And if we look at it realistically, I'm the father figure and I didn't give a fuck. Why are they complaining? Like, you know, you would expect me to be the overprotective. No, nah, she's too young for that. No, nah, that it sounds like she's getting too fast. No, that didn't it's a it's a nose ring. It's a goddamn piercing. It, it's not a gateway to anything. Exactly. I didn't see. I didn't see the big issue. I don't really care much about the tattoo because frankly, I got tattoos. So it's kind of hard to argue with a child that, you know, they can't have one when it's like, well, hell, I got four. You got 3,847. So. <laughs> Either way, it's like, you know, if she's doing what she's asked, I'm not getting no phone calls about her behavior because if she fuck up majorly, I'm going to get a phone call oh, yeah. and then have to make then have to make a road trip and all that. And it's not exactly fun because that's a 22 hour drive. Yes, I clocked it. Oh, that um, was 24 hours. Actually. Well, the general vicinity of where y'all was was 22. So I, I, I checked on that when I was trying to figure out my vacation plans before the fucking world went to hell. Mm, I feel it. But, you know, she don't do anything wrong. So I'm like, mm, a tattoo, I got tattoos. I've never seen the big problem with them. And I'm, I don't necessarily see a need to wait until she's 18. I had to wait till I was 18, but that was my mom's choice. She's like, no, you, you 18, you're growing. You can do whatever the hell you want. Okay, well, it's not like she went behind your back and got the tattoo. You got it for her. So I still didn't see anything wrong. But yeah, that um, it's just I, I guess like the the toxicity is ridiculous. Like support is a lot. I have not had a visitor. To be fair, I was on my damn way, and then the world went to <laughs> like I was literally book, booking my flights, and then the world said, "No, nope, fuck you." It's a plague. <laughs> well. We've been talking about you getting here for a while. So that's not anything that 
I can be like, okay, well, he didn't want to come. No, that's not it. Because I know you were coming. You were on your fucking way. I knew that part already. We had already discussed it, where we were going, what we were doing, when we were driving up to Vegas. We discussed all of that already. So I wasn't right. tripping because I already knew. You know? So, but you've also been dealing with, you know, you've been dealing with, um, what is it? Yeah. Foster kids for the last four years. So, with you still dealing with foster kids for the last four years, you have to look at the factor of, I was, you remember, I got foster kids and was told that they weren't going to help me with anything because they weren't Yeah, which was weird to me because I wasn't told the same thing. Like, I don't know if they looked at it because, you know, everybody looks at me as actually just being gay and not bi, which is retarded. I keep telling people I still like bitches. I just ain't been fucking any. But I don't know if it's because they just figured I can't I can't or won't have natural children. So they just have to kind of go along with the foster kids or what. But I didn't get that reception from them. I get some questions, of course, like, well, why, why did you go this route? I get that from everybody. And to pretty much all of them, I say, look, fuck off. Okay. Kids are kids and we got enough of them. Leave me alone. But I've never heard them outright say, well, these aren't your kids, so I'm not going to help. It's not, not like anybody really is helping, but still, I, didn't, I never understood why they felt that way when you got foster kids versus I'm doing it. It seems like they view me as being more responsible, which... Okay, even if you view it that way, I didn't see anything wrong with somebody wanting to help children in need. Instead of applauding you, they're just like, well, we're not going to help. Yeah, and I I never understood. You know, I got questioned at the time, you know, well, how did she manage to make that happen? Bitch, I don't know. I don't live in Arizona. (laughs) the laws are different from state to state. I don't know how the process for licensing works up there. I didn't know how long you were working on it. I just knew you called me and said, I I got foster kids. Okay, so I got a bunch of new nieces because how many of them was it? Three? I was like, okay, so it It was three. And as long as they know I'm going to treat them the same way I did Charmaine, I don't care. It wasn't that big of a deal. I never understood why they were so fixated on it, you know, asking me, you know, well, how how did she, how long did it take you to get your license? Okay, I got my license in Missouri. She got her license in Arizona under different circumstances. I got mine because I wanted to. She got hers because she had to, was helping somebody out. There's a difference in our circumstances. I don't know the difference and I don't care. I don't know if she getting a check. I don't care if she getting a check. It's not my business. As long as she's doing what she's supposed to to take care of all of the kids, why am I getting involved? Why does my opinion matter? My niece isn't neglected. Exactly. My, my oldest niece, in this case, was not neglected just because there were other kids in the home. So what was the, I never understood the big argument. Like, okay, she's, you know, you up there and you've been doing fine. You're doing well enough to take on these kids. Okay. I understood better than anybody what kind of trials and tribulations and struggles was going to come along with this. I, it, it didn't make sense to me. It still doesn't make sense to me. It just seemed like they were determined to nitpick at you specifically. 
You. I never got it. But, you know, they've kind of always been that way. With everything. With me moving to Arizona, it was a problem. With me deciding that my baby daddy wasn't shit. And that's when all of a sudden he became everything. <sighs> yep. And you know, that one gets on my fucking nerves just because I'm like, okay, so you want to argue to me the person that stepped in and has been doing and will continue to do everything that her father should do, you're going to argue to me that he was actually a great dad. Bitch, where? Please explain where, because she's almost 16 years old and for at least 14 years of that, um, how you doing? I've been the one doing all the major events and, you know, I was the one to see her off to kindergarten the first day and buy her snacks and all that. Before I left St. Louis, I was the first one to be, you know, able to help her with homework and all that good shit. Mm-hmm. All the major, you know, discipline milestones. I think I stepped in for a lot of those. So, um, yes. I was the first phone call that she made when she decided she had a little boyfriend. So, wherein are you going to argue to me that her father was anything other than fucking worthless? when he did none of these things, and that was before he got locked up. Man. And that was my whole thing. How you gonna tell me? When I broke up with him, he broke up with his daughter. And they just, for some reason, they tend to just gloss over that. They had to somehow pin that one on you, and I never understood that one because I'm like, okay, even if you did whatever dirt you did, whether you did it in response to him or you did it first, I really never gave a shit. That doesn't explain how he never did a damn thing for his daughter after the two of y'all broke up. If they want to say, oh, well, the first year of her life, he was this wonderful dad. Okay. If you say so. Uh, No. I can very much so say that was a damn lie because I cut the nigga the first damn year of my life. <laughs> they tried to argue, you know, that before y'all broke up, he was great. And then they want to argue. That, no, I know. he was And they argue that after y'all broke up, it's your fault that um, he didn't come around. And even when I can respond, having been a person around you, all the time and had his daughter damn near 24 seven and could hear the phone conversations for myself, not just you relaying it. I could hear the entire conversation when he would call and where he was more concerned with what you were doing and who you were screwing. And you would ask him, I sat there and listened to you one time, ask him, dude, do you want to talk to your daughter? Or are you calling and talk to your daughter? And you repeated yourself like four or five times before you finally said, okay, well, if you're not calling and talk to your daughter, get the hell off my phone. I'm like, and I listened to this. I'm like, there was no prompting. I'm not listening to one side of the conversation because you had a damn phone on speakerphone. I can hear it. And I know he's too busy worried about who you were dealing with rather than how his daughter was doing, what she needed, if she needed anything. It was an everyday situation. Nobody listened to me when I said that, though. Yeah, they won't listen to me. And I'm like, I don't have any reason to lie on this man. I wasn't close with him. But I didn't particularly hate him either until I realized he wasn't doing his damn job. That he wasn't, 
you know, trying to be a father. That's when I developed a problem with him. I don't give a fuck about him regardless. I don't have a need to bash this man because what went on between y'all was technically between y'all. Would that make me happy? No, but I didn't know all of the shit that was going on because hell, I don't even remember what the hell he looks like. I still don't. Shit, neither do I. So I'm like, I don't, I didn't have enough invested in the situation to be completely angry with him until I'm like, okay, well, whatever the fuck went on between you and my sister, you're not helping raise my niece. Exactly. And they can't look at it that way. And they don't want to, now that he in jail and now he wants to suddenly play daddy. Um, okay. So you're behind bars and you're like 14, 15 years too late, dude. Pretty much. And they expect her to suddenly be, you know, oh, my daddy is contacting me. Oh, um, you know, let me hurry up and write him back. And I don't think that they understand how much Charmaine remembers of the shit that he did wrong. You want to know what pisses her mm. off right now? I asked him for his social to get her a phone, to get her a, a better phone because she needs a real plan. And mind you, I'm trying to fix my credit, so I'm not trying to put anything else on it. Right. I asked him. He ignored me. She asked him. He beats around the bush and talks about everything but and every time he writes her. So she stopped writing back. She said, if I can't ask you for that simple thing, what am I asking you for? So you haven't done anything all my life and then you expect me to do this now. No, I'm cool. So he writes her. She responds with two and three sentences. And apparently she hasn't wrote him back in a while because he sent me a message like, hey, hey, you have baby girl hit me up. She was like, yeah, I will when I feel like it. Oh, you thought that she was going to change her mind because you sent her a hundred and something dollars. One time. No. <laughs> In 14, 15 years, a hundred some dollars. Wow. Congratulations. Do you want a fucking gold star, dude? Apparently. Would you like, would you like the cookie? I mean, because when it came congratulations. Down, when he went to jail, his family stopped coming around. I don't feel like I should have to reach out to your family constantly, give them phone numbers constantly for them to reach out to your daughter. But they I mean, embrace that set of twins that you got. Even though they had gotten taken from the, the mama and put in the state, they still made sure they kept in touch with them twins. But your two oldest girls, they let Jalea just completely just get fucked over by the state. And you know, and the, the fuck... The funny part with situations like that is, is for some reason, people in our types of families expect kids to just forget all of that shit that they do. They they think for some reason that we that children are so resilient that we actually forget what you did to us as children. No, we don't forget. We simply learn to live with it and move on. And sometimes that moving on means not dealing with your ass. Pretty much. But. At the same time, they expect us to come around, deal like we don't remember all these times that you did, that you chose other children over us, or that you clearly had a favorite child. Um, no, we, we we remember that. I remember that. 
even going into adulthood, like that doesn't go away. We remember you had favorites among the siblings, among the grandchildren, or whatever the case may be. Yeah, my mama still do. I mean, hard to argue that one. <laughs> Man, because Erica will always be her favorite. I mean, it, it's two of y'all that say that, so can't really argue that point. <laughs> I mean, because both you and Shara say that. And I've been hearing that pretty much ever since I met y'all. <laughs> and I met Shara in, what, my sophomore year of high school. So I was 16. I'm 32 now. So 16 years ago, for 16 years, I've pretty much always heard that Erica was the favorite. Yep. Which, okay, so must be something to it. But I always, I look at that like, you know, everybody remembers that. Kids remember that shit. We remember that as we go into adults. Charmaine can remember stuff like that one with, in the case of her daddy's side of the family. And there's a couple of things on your mom's side of the family. I'm sure she, if she don't remember, I damn sure remember. Yeah, it's just, mm-mm. I'm good. I mean, this is why me personally, for my family, I just don't fucking deal with them anymore. Because <laughs> you get tired. As The older I get, the more tired I get of dealing with people that don't seem to mean me well. The ones that want to, you know, play favorites like my grandparents. They're, I was clearly not their favorite grandchild. I, uh, it was a big deal that I was born out of wedlock, even though literally all three of their children, every single child either of them ever had was born out of wedlock. Because, you know, my grandparents weren't officially married until 1984. Both my uncles were born in the 70s. And even the children that my grandfather had outside of them, of course, were born out of wedlock. But it was a big deal that I was born out of wedlock. Okay. And then they have favorites. Their favorites are literally any child descended from my uncles, Keith and Rodney. Mm -hmm. And... I talked to my mom about it and I just kind of, uh, I maintain, I'm like, this is why I don't call your parents and I don't intend to. And likewise, you know, I can see at one point my niece might reach that point with both sides of her family. But you know what? I'm not going to call y'all. She's almost there. And, and I hate that she, I hate that she feel like that because she shouldn't have to. Nope. She shouldn't. But children notice the things you do and the things you don't do and the things you do for somebody else that you won't do for them. Yep. So, but I guess technically you deal with your toxic family members a little bit differently than the way I deal with mine because I just stopped talking to mine. I mostly don't talk to them because, you know, I ain't talked to my daddy in over a year. Which daddy? <laughs> My actual father. Yeah. That then that's not entirely surprising. I was done. You became a nuisance. And the faster you became a nuisance, I was like, you know what? No, I'm cool. I'm I'm good on you, Dad. I can't do this with you. Because the moment I do this with you, we're going to end up fighting. And he seems to not understand that I'm not 
in the mood for this. So now when I have to go pick him up and bring him out here and have him adjust to life, he's going to be real upset because it's probably going to take these hands a few times before he gets it through his skull that this is not St. Louis. (laughs) So one of these days, Yeah. But toxic family members they're starting to it's it's ridiculous and I just really really don't have the time, the patience, the energy. I'm trying to raise a functional adult. So far, she has drive, she's intelligent. I don't have to fight and argue with her. She knows what she wants to do, she knows when she wants to do it. so I don't have to do anything else. But if I got to sit here and do all of this with family to raise my child, nah, I'm good. Because my disrespect is too strong. Yeah, and it's funny to me just because it's like they everybody wants to tell you how to raise their children, but... um is everybody else exactly being, you know, parent of the year or parent of the century in this joint? God's no. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of drama going on in, in other households that just doesn't get brought to the forefront that everybody knows is going on, but they choose to pick on you and your issues. Always. They sure do. And I... And it's not like they understand that there's a difference between, you know, being a concerned person, family member, whatever, and actually going in and saying, look, this is what you got going on that I have a problem with. They don't do that. Nope, because they actually can't pinpoint what's going on that they have a problem with. If you can't pinpoint it, it's, oh, well, you let her, you, you are more of her friend than you are her mom. No, my child knows that I'll snatch her up by her hair and beat the hell out of her if she does something that's warranted for that. But my child doesn't do that. My child has common sense, which is the funniest thing ever because she has common sense, which is a rarity among children out here. But my child, my teenager has common sense. My teenager knows that her mom will beat the hell out of her. If she does something stupid. She also knows. That her mom will praise her. Her mom will take care of her. And she doesn't have to worry about anything. I don't play them games. And I fight about mine. I don't give a damn who it is. And that's probably one of the reasons why. I get looked at the way I do. Because I'm truly from the mis- wish a motherfucker woods and I sometimes get homesick. <laughs> uh, thankfully that passes because um, ain't shit here. <laughs> yeah, ain't no, shit here. Like that. You, you caught that one. You, 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 that went over your head. I said I am from the wish a motherfucker woods. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> okay. That, that makes most sense, actually. I ain't got time. They can get off. When it comes to my kid, suck my dick because she's fine. She does great. Her daddy fucked her. I mean, those. Yeah, those of us that pay attention to what she does and what she's interested in are not concerned about her in, you know, doing anything extra. We're not concerned. I I can't even say I was truly concerned when she called me to tell me she had the boyfriend. I reacted the way that I was kind of expected to react. And since he was right there, I was like, okay, well, fine. I get to have fun with this. So who the fuck is this dude? And who who in the fuck are you? And why are you? around <laughs> but again you know i'm one of the dad figures so that was kind of my job to respond that way right but i didn't have a overly strong concern like i wasn't worried that all of a sudden i was gonna get a call in fucking two months and be like oh well by the way your niece is pregnant nah, nah that wasn't one of my fears Ooh, she has common sense to be frank, with your child, I was more likely to get a phone call and say, well, your niece hit this dude with a fucking two-piece and a biscuit because he said something sideways to her. That's more likely to be the phone yeah, call I would have got. Pretty much. And that happened to many times, but you know. I mean, it, it is what it was, so I, I don't necessarily recommend you know being so abusive, but... Shit happens. I don't have to, I didn't have to worry that, and I still don't worry, even if she, whenever she moves on to the next one, I'm not concerned that she's going to come home early no. with a baby. No. We've had that conversation, and she knows. She's still trying to hold on to her virginity until she's 18. I can applaud that. Ain't no need exactly. to rush anyway. Lord knows the rest of us pretty much regret who we lost our virginity to and when we lost it. So, I don't, hey, if she wants to hold on to it, that's perfectly fine with me. I'm glad that she no, feels that way. It's a deal Break we have going. Because I told her, at, um, was it in two years, she'll be getting ready to graduate from high school. In two years, when she's getting ready to graduate from high school, I'll be 40. For my 40th birthday, remember I told you where I was going. I was going Bora Bora. So, she can either A, go to Bora Bora with me because, you know, it's her mom's 40th birthday and she kept her virginity. Or B, she can stay here because she decided not to keep her virginity and I'm going to go by my damn self. Either way, I'm going. (laughs) But if she want to go with me, she, she needs to still be a virgin. Well, I mean, that sounds, I, I guess that works. <laughs> I don't see out of city issue with this. I don't have any problem with this. Again, I'm dad figure. I wanted to remain a virgin as long as it's humanly <laughs> fucking possible. Makes my life Pretty easy. Pretty much. But the other part of this, you know, with dealing with the family, I can guarantee none of them would have these discussions with her. We had this discussion. Shit, we had this discussion before I moved out of St. Louis. 
I mean, they don't, and hell, half the things that she does bother to tell them, they don't always seem to believe well, come from her. comes from me. And I'm like, when it comes to, you know, her having, you know, realistically telling us the direction in which she goes, I'm like, what the hell does that have to do yeah, with you? Me. I already knew. And I really <laughs> you, I kind of always figured it myself. A little harder for me to read girls than it is boys, but still, I'm like, okay. So when I found out, I was like, I, as a matter of fact, when you told me, it was so irrelevant to me, I skipped over it and had to be told again. And then I was just like, huh, but I already neat. Knew. Like, I've known that for years. Whereas, so I'm just... Yeah, and then, but on their end, it was a question, like, or do you think she's really this way or is this because of her mother? I'm like, what the, what the fuck thing. does my mama have to do with this? <laughs> I, I said, I had to ask them. I was like, you do realize our niece is highly intelligent, highly independent, and she has her own mind, right? She's never oh, been a exactly follower type of child. And I'm like, if she, if she, Right. It's like if she tells me that this is the way she is and this is what she likes. And and trust me, afterwards, I had much more conversation than I wanted to have about this topic. But. Hey, like, I don't doubt that she, that she feels the way she feels. I mean. What, what's there to doubt? She's like, this, this is how I feel. This is what I lean more towards. OK, fine. I was a little bit happy with it, honestly, because I was like, hey, there's now, a little bit less like, risk of, of pregnancy here. I can work with this. Do you feel um, me? Just being I ain't had to worry about grandkids no time soon. <laughs> oh, player. Come on now. Who the little girl? Who, who, who is she? I mean, at the, the last time that she came here for a visit, we had our little talk about it, and I was just like, okay. She told me about whoever she was talking to at the time. And I was like, okay, well, this works. And we had we went on to other discussions because I want to know. Personally, I'm more interested in generally what the hell does she do? Like, what is she interested in? What what did she pick up from me? Apparently, a lot more than I thought. It's like, oh, okay. I mean, I knew she's gonna be naturally a smart ass the way I am, and and so on and so forth. I'm like, okay, that's kind of a given given who your mama is. But there are certain certain other interests with yeah, you know anime and, and so on right. and so forth. I'm like, okay, yeah, that comes from me. <laughs> hey, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm cool with this. All of my kids have have developed at least, except for Naaman, have developed some form of interest in anime. Works for me. Please read all the watch all the anime, read all the mangas. And if you like Yaoi and, and, and Yuri and whatever the hell else, fine. Go That's go for that too. Works for me. I mean shit. Why not? But oh I mean this but dealing with the rest of the family just gets exhausting and the things that they come up with to blame somebody else for or the yeah. shots that they take, shit gets exhausting. Like, okay, but how much are y'all 
actually willing to help. And it's like, okay, I, I've noticed lately there's a couple of other, you know, a couple of times where they're willing to do a little bit more lately. Like, you know, as far as, you know, Charmaine will ask for something and they might be like, okay, well, here, or you'll say, well, Charmaine will really like this. And they might go, okay, y'all are getting better about it, but can we do that without the constant criticism? Just my, my thought, because why are we constantly finding something to criticize in this bitch? Right. Ain't none of us perfect. I got shit as a parent I need to work on. I know I ain't the perfect parent. Because, man, we do some of the dumbest shit, like Nerf gun wars in the house. We work. See, but that doesn't really, that don't fall under not being a perfect parent. See, that falls under being a yeah, fucking fun parent, which I would probably do with my children if they'd stop pissing me off. Right now. And we have the, the revolver, which is the one that's in the middle of the room. We got one that's right by her door, and I got one right by my door. And when shit goes down, it goes down. Because we each got six bullets for the one that's in for the one in, in our, our sawed-offs. But then the middle middle gun has a has a revolver of six. So there's always nerve darts <laughs> all, all all over the house. So you know, I don't really be Huh? I see, I see no issue with this. I see no issue with this. That sounds kind of fun to me. Again, if my kids would perhaps not piss me off so that I was tempted to pistol whip them with said Nerf gun, I might actually do something like that. But right now, I would probably actually pistol whip them. And I don't think I've ever pistol whipped a nigga in my life. I'm I'm sure it's frowned upon. They should probably... I'm sure it is, but I think it should also be frowned upon that my kids continue to do some of the dumb ass shit that they do. Just saying. I'm pretty sure that shit's frowned upon. I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, I mean, I would probably also need a little bit more space in which to do, you know, shit with Nerf guns because my apartment is really not big enough for us to have proper fun with that. With the shit, she don't be giving a fuck. So when it goes down, it goes down, and when it goes down, we get ignorant. No, I mean, I look at that as a plus side, like. And, and rather than bring up any perceived mistakes from the past, I would rather bring up shit like that, where it's clear that the mother-daughter bond is there and stronger than ever, versus trying to bring up some mistake that we perceive that she did made back when she I was three years old. A new mom that didn't know nothing about being a mom. You know? It is what it is. Bring up mistakes. But I mean, Gishidato. We all make mistakes. We still make mistakes. Shit. I... <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, in some in in some cases, not for lack of trying on her own damn part, you know, you know, did she done done a couple things that was exactly. a little bit on the dangerous side. She so like jump off shit. She ain't dead though. Shit, well, I mean, shit, she was always clumsy, so we had a, an abundance of her falling off shit, bumping her head, 
um, falling off shit in the most awkward way that I still can't explain how the fuck she did it. <laughs> but I mean, it's kind of a mark of a, 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 of toxic family members that they would rather bring up the mistakes than to acknowledge how much better you've done since those mistakes. And in my opinion, how much better mm -hmm. you've done since y'all moved up there compared to here. Like, there haven't been major issues. Like, I've never gotten a phone call where you're like, um, yo, I can't afford the rent or the whatever this month or my lights is going to get cut off or any of that shit. Mm -hmm. So why are we bitching and complaining at this point? Like, at most, I get a phone call or a text message like, hey, can you send me a pizza? I'm hungry. The fuck? Yeah, they do. So it's like, okay, I don't care about every once in a while getting a phone call like, hey, send me a pizza or send your niece a damn pizza. Okay. Food. Here you go. Because I guarantee within like two months of that, I'm going to text you back and be like, bitch, send me a pizza. I'm hungry. Like... I, I, I just don't understand that idea of I'm going to constantly bring up this shit from 10, 12, 15 years ago. Okay, but what's they got to do now at, at this point? It, if everybody has moved past that, why are we still bringing up? Okay, well, you know she did this when Charmaine was this old. Okay, but is she doing it now? Is there, is there any issues right now? Well, no. Okay, well, then shut the hell up. Frankly, I don't see how you deal with most of them as much as you do. Don't. I do that all the time. Me off, I might not talk to you for a month and a half. <laughs> I mean, seems to me that's healthy, though. Like, rather than have to constantly argue with people about shit that's like, okay, th this isn't even relevant to, to life at this point. Th that might have been relevant at, you know, the first year or two she was born. If it was relevant then, what about now? Okay, we talking about now. Why are we bringing up shit from when she was a year old? Can Bruh. we focus on the fact that she's 15, going on 16 years exactly old right now? exactly who she is because I didn't force anything on her. I mean, and she's open-minded because let's be real. She's had experience with, you know, she's been yep. around a lot of a variety of people that can educate her in different ways. She's more or less always understood that uncle, I don't know how she interpreted it at first, but mm -hmm. she's only ever met boyfriends of mine. She's never met girlfriends. At this stage, I'm sure she can kind of understand that I, uncle is bisexual, but that was normal to her. I mean, she only ever called one of them uncle, which I understood why, because the other one was an asshole. That's because yeah, Bo let her walk Bo. all over him. She loved Bo. Yeah, I mean, and you know, then of course she's always, she understood fairly early on, Uncle Brandon was not Christian. <laughs> When she did one of my Father's Day cards, she drew the pinnacle that she always saw me wore, wear on the card. 
like she had enough exposure to to positive aspects of life where she can see okay there yeah. there's more than just never, this narrow ass concept of what the world is so I don't know, but, and hell, you didn't even touch on some of the other more toxic members of the family. Donna or Brenda? You got an aunt. You got an aunt that I can't stand. Donna, trust and believe. Mm-hmm. There ain't no point I don't know, Brenda. Touching on that because they're they're dealing with that karma right now. <laughs> it seems to be going around right now with the more toxic members of, of certain families right now because mine are certainly dealing with it. Yeah, I mean, one of these days people want to understand. I give eight levels of a fuck. I'm going to keep taking care of my little ignorant ass. <laughs> my little ignorant ass kid because she ignorant as fuck. And that's my homie. Like she on, on the game. She is ignorant as fuck. That squad right there. Yeah, she kind of is. She, she really is. She really is. And she didn't have no choice in that one. I mean, look at who her mama is and look at who her god uncle is. I, mean, I don't fuck. even care. At all. At all. Yeah, I just, I mean, I just look down the horizon. And I'm like, okay, I'm glad that this kid, of all of my kids right now, is probably the most secure in who she is and what she wants to do in life. You know, my my other nieces and I don't, I don't know about my nephews, but my other nieces and then my children struggle with that concept right now. I don't have that problem with her. I don't have, you know... Not anymore, at least. I don't see you have the issue of her having issues with her appearance or, you know, any, anything like that. Whereas my other kids have issues with their appearance, issues with their self-confidence, issues trying mm-hmm. to figure out what they could conceivably do later in their life. You know, at least I got this one that, okay, she she got this. She she has her ideas on what she's going to do in life and and. and is set and secure in herself. I got, I, you know, I got the other ones to work on, which their issues are, their circumstances are all different, but I, a, a less toxic family member would look at him like, look, we have this stable, well-adjusted child here who is secure in herself, confident in herself, and knows what the hell in general she wants out of life. Let's nurture that versus trying to nitpick or shove her into a box right, of what we want her to be. They always do. I mean, and heaven help them once, you know, she reaches an age where it's like, you know, we oh, no longer restrain what she says. Yeah, but I mean, knowing how I was, once I reached adulthood and I could actually say what the fuck was on my mind, 
that's when I start letting loose with the toxic family members. You know, that's when I'm about to beat up fucking uncles and, and don't hold knives to their throat because he's pissing me the hell off. And that's when I tell them about themselves. And I still do. So once she hits adulthood and they, you know, say yep. some of the things and they say and it's kind, kind of pisses her off. Well, yeah, I mean, for my part, I'm just kind of like, you know, I maintained it for myself until I reached adulthood. I kind of expect the same of her unless they push the wrong damn button. And it's like, OK, well. You kind you said that when you kind of brought that one on yourself. Yeah, when she decided that she ain't like when Charmaine decided that she ain't with the shit no more. It's just mm-mm. she she don't care. I mean, she got that trait honest. I leave her be because I know she she petty. Again. I mean, she's not as petty as me. She is petty. I have to remind her of it. Oh wow. I suppose we should go ahead and, and, and wrap up. So in closing, what is your advice for how you would say to deal with the toxic family members? Man, fuck them people, bro. <laughs> like, dead ass. Like, I, there's no way, there's no other way of, like, saying, it's like, okay, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep sitting here and let you talk to me crazy, keep letting you put me down to everybody. They say something to somebody, let them motherfuckers believe it, because if they know you, they know you, and they know it's some bullshit. But the most toxic family members are gonna make, make it seem like you are the worst person in the world. Fuck them people, bro. In every sense of the word. Because who the fuck are they to tell you how to live your life when they can't even can't even do the same thing? Most of your toxic family members, them the main motherfuckers that never get their lives together. And when they finally do, they be in their late 40s and 50s. And then they want to talk all the shit in the world. Nah, ho, you were still doing the same shit I'm doing in your 20s. Don't play that game with somebody and then have the audacity to be mad because you petty. No. Weren't you the one that was being petty about a year ago? Oh, that's right. I, I'm sitting around with one kid in a different state from my family because my family didn't believe in shit that I had going on, didn't support shit that I had going on. That was the one thing I could say about my middle sister. She showed up to everything that I had. But my mama didn't. My aunties never showed up to shit. These the same motherfuckers trying to tell me how to raise my kid. And y'all suck my dick. <laughs> so if you got a toxic family member, fuck them. Because trust and believe. Blood don't make you family. It just make you relatives. Loyalty and love makes you family. So all my extended family, I love you stupid motherfuckers. <laughs> I guess I called y'all stupid. Y'all dumb little motherfucker for dealing with my ass. But I love you stupid motherfuckers. For all my toxic relatives, do I really know you? You ain't got my phone number. You're barely on my Facebook. <laughs> That's just what it is. Sums it up pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, so with that, we've pretty much wrapped up a part two to this discussion on dealing with toxic family members. And I realize that these past two shows might bother a couple of people that are either related to me or related to my guests. And I want those particular individuals to just understand one very clear thing before we close this out. I don't give a fuck. Okay? Again, I said it at the beginning. I'm going to say it again now. I spoke my truth on the previous show. I spoke my truth on this show. And my guest, my sister, my guy's sister, Kia, spoke her truth. We don't apologize for speaking our truth on this show in this format. If you don't like our truth, deal with it. I'm not necessarily here to make people who get offended by something that applies to them happy. Because it applies to you. I've used this platform for myself as an outlet for boredom, an outlet for venting, an outlet for dealing with various issues, and will continue to do so. And some of the issues, such as dealing with toxic family members, may get a little deep, a little bit personal to some people. And again, I'm not necessarily giving you know advice in the sense of I expect people to react the exact same way to situations that I react. I'm more or less sharing the stories and my reaction to the situations and how I cope with and deal with these situations. That's the whole point for me of doing this podcast. Sometimes my shows are fun, sometimes they're funny, sometimes they're a little bit more serious. It just depends on the topic nature plenty of other topics that will be discussed in the future. I'm sure we will come back to this particular topic of toxic family members because I know I have other people that I'm close to that experience these types of issues and would like to speak on it. Um, I think I might be able to talk Kit into doing some on this show because she has a very different experience as far as dealing with toxic family members and her response to it than what I do. But we also are going to have a show down the road where she and I discuss being best friends despite her being Christian and me being pagan and how that works, how we view our 16 plus year friendship, the ups, the downs, the bumps in the road, and all the fun stuff that comes in between that. Um, Of course, we'll return at some point to the Fuckboy Chronicles. I think Kia will be back on for that one because she has plenty of those stories to share. And I still want to do a show on dealing with trauma, which several different people could be included on. That might be a a multi-part series of shows as well. As far as some of the lighter-hearted topics, I haven't come up with any yet. But that's where everybody listening comes in. So if you've got another topic suggestion that you would like to hear, whether it be super serious or a little bit less serious, feel free to send that or any questions you might want me to answer to me on my website at dracosden.com or you can send them to me on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all got the same handle, at dracosden, same as the show name. Also, if you want to get first dibs on being able to suggest show topics, then there is the uh, support option on the Anchor version of the podcast. Just click that link, support, and you get first dibs at naming a topic. Till next time, talk to you later.